Are the expectations way too high? Where do we go from here? The only question, how long can it last? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Zero to 100. I'm Zach DeSalvo, and joining me as he always does is Eric Padilla. We are back after a couple weekends off. We're sorry for not getting these pods out, but I've been moving and living out of box for the last couple weeks and finally settled and ready to keep busting these pods out. Padilla, how you doing, man? No, I'm doing, I'm doing all right, man. Just kind of going through one of my uh, Padilla Sunday specials where I'm very hungover. <laughs> a little medicated on the grass and just trying to get through the fucking day. There's nothing better than uh, NFL Sundays just help the hangover so much. Cause it gives you something to just kind of be at, totally out of it, watching on TV all day. And there's nothing better than red zone when you're hungover. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, this is like the best, like Sundays. I mean, Sundays were always a good day just to kind of sit around and do nothing. Yeah. But now that there's football constantly every Sunday, it's just, Something to have in the background as I'm basically snoozing. It's the football, and then I love the time of year, too, when you get the NBA, like the Sunday slates. I think, that, I think that's usually just once the football season ends, they start bringing those games back, but you always get a couple, like, really good matchups on Sundays kind of in the spring of the NBA season, too. But oh, yeah. it definitely helps. Oh, for sure. Even if you have NBA TV, it's you can still watch those games. Yeah, you get something, that's for sure. Well, I think before we kind of get rolling into the the all the things that we're talking about today, I think Padilla, we've got to we've got to give our props and our send some prayers up to the Mariners fans out there because as we record this at four thirty on a on Sunday, uh, the Mariners have just been eliminated from playoff contention. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm very devastated because <laughs> I'm a huge fan that they were not able to make it to the playoffs this year, but. Um, I mean, hey, there's always next year. Yeah, it's good for them. Great season. Um, it's It sucks that it has to end that way for them. But I, I didn't realize, too, I, I guess, you know, we hardly ever talk about baseball in this pod because neither of us really follow baseball. But just kind of looking at the standings, uh, the like the Yankees and the Red Sox both made it over the M's as wild cards into the playoffs. And that entire division with the exception of one team, all got 90 wins this season, which is pretty insane. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking nuts. And, I, I, again, I feel bad for all these, like, diehard Mariner fans because I thought this was the year. I yeah. thought they were finally going to break that streak, go to the postseason. But it just kind of was, like, kind of in, like, Mariner's fashion. They kind of end the season, like, super good and then – just break everybody's hearts basically. Yeah. I think they kind of, I don't know if they were out over their skis this weekend, but it was almost like the hype was too much because I mean, you're playing the angels who if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're out like trout and Otani. So not yeah. even their best players aren't even in and you drop two games to them after kind of pulling it back to this close. So tough ending to the season for them. But like you said, there's always next year, I guess. Yeah, they definitely, I mean, they, I don't even think they were supposed to be this good. This no, they're supposed to be awful. So I think, I think if there's a silver lining, it's that, you know, hopefully the organization doesn't trade away any good players like they usually do, but um, they should be back next season. They should be back and ready to compete again. Yeah, but it's but, tough. It's tough yeah. when you're that close and you can taste it and Safeco sells out or T-Mobile Park <laughs> sells out for the first time in forever. <laughs> well, I mean, you still got the Padres, right? They made it. 
Did they? I don't fucking know. I thought they were good. See, they this were is, good. This, this is baseball, felt, man. We yeah. don't know shit. Let's check while we're while we're looking here. But I, th- I think the Padres. Uh, I don't think they made it in the end. I was about to say. I thought they had a stacked team. They do, but their their uh, their division's really good too because they got like the Dodgers are in there. Um, well, maybe they made it. I don't know. I don't even know how to check on. We'll find out next week if the Padres. Uh, no, they did not. Okay, I didn't think so. I think they were close, but they kind of fell apart the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they fucking they had seventy nine wins. So there you go. Yeah, yeah that was good. The Mariners. Well, I traded in one bad baseball team for another one with this move. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pidia, let's get into the meat of the podcast for the week. We are into week four of the NFL season. Um, it's kind of weird because I feel like normally. It, the, just the extra game kind of throws everything off. Like I remember after week two, you always hear though, when a team is 0-2, uh, you know, they make the playoffs hardly ever. And you hear all those stats, but it's kind of weird now with that extra game in there because we just, we're kind of in unmarked territory. Um, so I'm kind of curious from you, are, are there any teams that have really surprised you so far that you, that we didn't really think would be this good that seemed like they might actually be a viable playoff team? Um, the, the Raiders for sure. Yeah. The Raiders just, I mean, their car's playing out of his mind. Yeah. He's playing amazing. And, um, they, I mean, they win games, they win some big games and stuff like that. They were, they were like decent last season, but I just kind of right now they're, they're undefeated. So yeah, that's yeah. definitely a surprise. And Josh Jacobs is hurt. So they're out with their star running back, but I don't know. I have a feeling that they might just end up kind of shit in the bed later on in the season. I don't know if they can actually hold up and keep playing like this. I'm not too sure. Like just could be me. I'm an idiot and don't really know football that well either. But, um, and then <laughs> there's a the big car- matchup yeah. this Monday against the chargers. So that yeah. I think will kind of give us a good idea of if they're for real or not. And I think not some, there's no teams that really have surprised me. Cause I figured like the chargers are another team. Yeah. Uh, after seeing what Justin Herbert did last season, I figured, he was just going to keep doing the same stuff this season. And then the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals have been, I mean, and they're blowing out the Rams right now. That game is just about to end. Um, But I think that's, I think the Cardinals is probably the team that everyone kind of circled out of that division as the ones that are going to be the odd man out. Yeah. Um, Just because that division is so good, but yeah, I, I think the Cardinals have surprised me a lot too. Oh yeah. My Cardinals bet to win the Super Bowl is looking nice. Ooh. Where'd you get that one at? Uh, I think I paid, t- I think I did 10 bucks and I think the payout is like six eighty or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and this was before they even got JJ Watt during the off season too. So. Right. Yeah. That's a solid one for sure. I think that one of the teams that's, uh, kind of surprised me in the sense that like they've been better than we thought is the Cowboys. Um, I feel like Dallas kind of looks legit and I don't know if I'm falling for it. And the Cowboys are going to do the Cowboys thing, but like they beat the Panthers today. Um, that's a good team. I think the Panthers are, are st- like their defense is really solid. The Cowboys still put up 36 points on them. And then you also got, you know, a close win against the Chargers. And I think, um, you know, their opening night game against Tampa Bay was just, I don't think anyone thought that that was going to be as close as it was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, after yeah after watching them play Tampa I kind of figured I was just like okay they obviously didn't win this game but they're able to basically match up with the the Super Bowl 
yeah. the Super reigning champs. And so it's like, so you always, you look at that and you're like, okay, they actually do have a chance. They're actually decent. And then they come out in week two, week three, and now this week, and they're just winning games. Like, yeah, convincingly. Well, yeah. I and think so. That- yeah. And oh, no, all, all I was going to say is just like Dak, Dak Prescott's playing out of his mind too. Yeah, he's been really good. I think that was probably why a lot of people doubted him this season was we just didn't really know what his injury situation was. But I think, I mean, they've got, with Pollard and Zeke, they've got a great running back on the field almost at any time. And then they've just got some really, uh, they've got a lot of speed. Like their skill position guys are pretty good. They've got a lot of wide receivers that that are good out there. So I, f- I feel like they are a legit threat this year, it seems like. Oh I'm yeah, sure Skip Bayless is horny at home right now. Thought of that. Yeah, and that I mean that division's trash as yeah. it is, anyways. So they, it's almost like the AFC East, like when Brady was still in yep. New England and the Bills weren't as good just yet. That's what I kind of feel that division's starting to look like. Which I think that's that's kind of a good transition because I was going to go, uh, you know, for teams that are surprising me that uh, kind of on the negative side is. I would, I think New England and Miami um, are both surprising that they're, I mean, Miami is one and three now. Uh, New England's probably about to be one and three after the Bucks slaughter them tonight. Um, I, I think those are two teams that people thought could be competing, um, you know, at least as a, as a wild card contention. I mean, I don't think anyone thought that they'd be better than Buffalo, but I think there's probably, there's a lot of Pats fans out there that I think would tell you that, they could be right there with the bills um, and probably end up being a wild card slot. But I think a lot of people were pretty high on the Patriots this year. Oh yeah. I, I gave them a decent chance. I thought they yeah. were going to get the wild card if anything, but dude, they got, the, <laughs> like you said, uh, they've just kind of been disappointing the dolphins and the Patriots. And now they have the same record as the jets. Cause the jets just won their first jets game. Just won their first game. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, for, Miami, they at least have an excuse. Two is hurt. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Brissett is, I think, the perfect backup for them right now. So he's he. I think he's good. I thought he was going to stick around in in Indianapolis and be their quarterback, but obviously they got broken. Fucking Wentz. I almost said Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. <laughs> the guitarist for Fallout Boy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they got Wentz, and so. Yeah, and the Patriots have just kind of been – they're just mediocre. The defense yeah. is good. Offense Their is, offense is – I is mean – horrendous. Yeah, it's like Mac Jones is – I mean, I, I get that they're starting a rookie, but it's almost like he's not even trying to – He's to get too the, scared. Yeah, I saw some stat that he's – their offense is averaging like three yards per pass attempt um, the entire season so far, which is just insane to think about that – he's that like they're barely even throwing the ball and getting anything from it. Um, I'll be curious to see tonight against the bucks who really their only defensive weakness is their secondary. So yeah, maybe Belichick tries to have Mac Jones kind of attack and throw some deep balls, but I don't know. I mean, that game's got a lot of, a lot of intrigue in it for sure with Brady returning home. How do you feel about that with, with, with your boy, the goat coming back to Foxborough? Um, I like that. The goat. I love that. Um, but dude, yeah, it's, it's just weird. I mean, I need the Patriots to win a fucking game, Yeah. but at the same time, I want Tom Brady to go in there and just completely shit on Bill Belichick. Really? Yes. I'm just interesting. Kind of, love Bill, but 
I mean, there are just stories and rumors that are coming out. So it just kind of sounds like, I mean, for a star player to get treated just like a random player. Yeah. In the NFL. I mean, it's also the Patriots. It's Bill Belichick. So it makes sense. That's but, how he is. Yeah. But I just kind of feel like, I mean, in sports, just in general, like the star player gets treated like a fucking like a king. Look at yeah. LeBron. Look at LeBron. Look at all these baseball players that are getting paid a shit ton of money. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't know. I, I just kind of want to see him just kind of shit on Bill Belichick. But even Bill Belichick came out and said, I think it was like this weekend or on Friday, basically that he wishes he still had Tom Brady he said if he would never have another quarterback other than Tom Brady. So obviously there's some love there, but yeah, I don't know. Seeing Tom Brady come in, I'm watching him right now, just literally run into Foxborough and it's fucking insane. I think for me that if I could kind of script out the best story, as far as like kind of the drama that would come from tonight is if if the Pats won and Belichick could somehow kind of shut down Brady, I think that would be so awesome for the, like the drama of the storyline, because all the Monday shows we talk oh, yeah. about how, you know, Belichick has still got it. He's got Brady's number. He knows how to like get inside his head. Um, you, you, like you'd have that factor you'd have, I mean, cause Brady kind of stuck it to Belichick last year with the whole, with the win in the Super Bowl. So it'd be kind of, It'd be a fun like Belichick revenge story. Um, I don't know. I, that's kind of what I hope. Yeah, you just love the drama, man. I do, I do. <laughs> and I, I don't think we're gonna get that. I feel like the Bucks are definitely gonna are really gonna kind of light him up. But um, I think Belichick has got. I just you hear a lot of the stories this week, and I feel like Belichick has caught a lot of shit just after. Oh yeah. The after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, I feel like Bel- everyone wanted to blame Belichick for everything and how bad the Pats were last year. But I, I think for me, like, I think what people always kind of ignore is that like Belichick obviously was ready to let Brady leave, but he was only ready to do that because he had Jimmy Garoppolo waiting, who looked insanely good before he got hurt. So it's not like Bill, it's not like Belichick is exactly like living out his master plan right now. Oh, yeah, for sure, because obviously they got Garoppolo to just be Tom Brady's successor, but yeah, that didn't happen because Tom Brady ended up playing the next, like, six years or whatever. So Right, and Garoppolo so was good. I mean, when he yeah. when they traded him to the Niners, like, they he went to the Super Bowl, so it's not like I, – I, I think there's a little bit of, like, you know, obviously Brady kind of wanted Garoppolo out of there too, so I think it's it's just such an interesting dynamic. It's funny to see that these guys are still, like – all that we're talking about in the NFL. Oh yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, it's comical too. It's like perfect because no one knew the relationship. Like no one still to this day even knows how the relationship was besides fucking Tom Brady's uh, trainer. Yeah. Bill Belichick like absolutely hates. So it's, it's hard to like kind of take his info and just be like, Oh yeah, I truly believe him. Right. I mean, there's multiple things that have been said. So who knows? But yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's huge. I mean, I don't know how big of a game it's going to be because I feel because it almost doesn't even feel like like when LeBron went back to Cleveland after he went to Miami, that one was like more hyped up. That one was more intense. Yeah. Like well, he, this, and he was like hated then, too. Like, yeah, I think, I think the difference is Brady is going to get a standing ovation. Probably. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I mean, if Brady were to fucking basically destroy them and they win 50 to zero. I don't know any new England fan that's going to be 
like upset. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's different. And it's weird. Yeah. It's weird because I, it seems like that's a pretty unique position in sports. Like I feel like you rarely get the thankful fan. Like I think even with like the Aaron Rodgers situation this last year, like I don't, you don't really get the vibe that the green Bay fans were as like, you know, thankful for Aaron Rodgers over the last whatever, 10 years. And we're like, okay, we should let him go wherever. Like, I think people were more pissed at him for wanting to leave. So I think it's yeah. interesting that, that Brady doesn't quite get that, but I guess that's what six Super Bowl rings gets. Yeah. From. I mean, he, I don't, he doesn't get it from like his fans. He gets it from everybody else. Yeah. So anybody who likes any other team obviously hates the Patriots, hates Tom Brady. So he still has those haters. And then all these reports. I don't, I mean, I even feel like the reporters and people don't even talk shit about him anymore either. Yeah. They've learned their lesson. I, yeah. I think it's just kind of died down. Max Kellerman is no longer on first take, so he can't spew out his garbage. Stephen A got him out of there. Yeah. And then, then you got Skip Bayless, his dumbass who just praises him every day. So. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be Skip Bayless will be on one the next couple of days. If if the Bucks light up the Pats because he, for some reason, ever since Brady left, has become like the biggest Belichick hater, and he'll be he'll be all over that for sure. Um, I guess to kind of bookend the the NFL stuff, I get so we are we're just under a quarter of the way through the season, which is kind of surprising. I feel like it's already flying by. Um, if you had to pick right now, who would be your conference uh, your conference championship matchup? So who would be Ooh. the top four teams that you think? would make it to that point in the playoffs. I kind of have a feeling it's going to be shit in the NFC. I think it's going to be the Cardinals. Okay. I was sticking with it. Yeah. I'm sticking with the Cardinals. And then I, I mean, I'm going to have to say green Bay. I mean, they looked like shit the first. Really? So not Tampa. You don't think Tampa's. Oh shit. No, no Tampa, Tampa. Okay. I completely forgot about them. So Tampa Um, and Arizona. Tampa and Arizona, and then in the AFC, it's going to be – the Bills are flying underneath the radar, man. No one yeah. is talking that much about them, and they're completely destroying teams. I think they just won – they won they like sh- – Shut out somebody today? 40-0 to zero against the Texans. That's <laughs> the Texans. Yeah. But. yeah. And then, oh, dude, I don't know who the other team is because – I mean, it's easy to say Kansas City, but Kansas City has two losses, and yeah, they looked bad. Those losses were bad. So, who knows, man? It could possibly be the Raiders or maybe the Chargers. Interesting. I like in that division. I like the Browns still. Um, I think Cleveland's only loss was a close season opener at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Um, and besides that, like they've. I mean, they just beat the Vikings today, who I think are a good team. Um, but the Browns, I, I would probably go Browns. And I think I still would default to the Chiefs. I know they've kind of looked a little flat, um, but I feel like they're just like almost too good to not be able to figure it out. Um, and even like their, you know, their, their two losses are to, um, I mean, they lost, like you said, to the Chargers, who, you know, that's a good team. And it, it was, you know, they lost a, decently competitive game. And that other kind of that weird overtime loss to the Ravens um, and the Ravens seem like they're legit. So I think those are both good teams. Yeah. I feel like the AFC, yeah, the AFC just has more, uh, 
has more teams that are actually yeah. good. Like the I NFC, don't know. You can, I, I, I feel like you can kind of, you do. I feel like in the NFC, you can kind of choose like who's going to make it to like the conference championship, but yeah. in the AFC, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's hard to tell right now. Like I'm looking at the top teams in the AFC right now. Um, you've got Vegas, Cincy, Buffalo, Baltimore, and Denver and Cleveland. All of them are three win teams. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is, they're all three and one. And, Vegas is three. No has a chance to be uh four. No. Um, and when I look at a lot of those teams, I'm like, okay, there's maybe two of them that I think are real. Like I don't believe in Vegas. I don't believe in Cincy. I don't believe in Denver. I don't believe Damn, in, you don't even believe in your hometown team. I mean, in the sense of like being a, <laughs> in the AFC championship, yeah. you know, like I, they've played some pretty shitty teams. Um, quarterback just got a concussion today so that was painful drew lock had to close out the game that's probably a big reason why we lost um (laughs) (laughs) but i think like of those teams i'm just like i don't know if any of the like i think some of them are more of like their schedule is why they're three and one right now so i that's why i feel like whereas the nfc i mean you got arizona dallas green bay carolina rams bucks um those are all the top teams in that conference. And I think Carolina is probably the only team out of those where I'd be like, yeah, they're probably not AFC contenders. Like I would, I would pick the bucks and the Rams, I think would be my choice for, um, for that conference. Cause I feel like the Rams are better than the Cardinals. They kind of came out flat today, but I, I feel like as the season kind of wanes on the Rams are just the best setup team. I mean, that defense is insane. Stafford's a clear upgrade from golf. So, Oh yeah. I think, and they, I mean, the like the the Rams against the Bucks last weekend. They they played amazing against. Oh yeah, them. they made them look like shit. Yeah. So I think that could be that. That would be my pick. I'd go Rams, Bucks, and Cleveland, KC for my uh, yeah. My Cleveland KC would be a good conference. Uh, yeah, I mean that game was up. awesome opening night. Um, yeah, and so it was I, great I, last year. Yeah. And that was with the with the Mahomes injury. Still, it was yeah. a good game. So we'll see. Uh, football season's winning on. I started off pretty hot on the bets and have kind of cooled off recently. So we'll see. I need to did you get, did you make any bets today? I had a couple today. Um, who? Let's see. Let me let me take a look here. Today I'm basically gonna. Thankfully, my Coug bet um, yesterday is gonna help me break even for today because I've had some pretty some pretty rough NFL bets today that I had. <laughs> I mean, I had Carolina covering that didn't happen. I had the Broncos in a pick that didn't happen. Um, I had, and then I had a two team teaser with the chiefs and the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos needed to only cover seven and a half points and they still didn't do that. So that was kind of <laughs> the injury really screwed me. I felt like, I was like, there's no way they're going to lose at home by more than a touchdown, but injuries happen. I mean, I guess we can kind of like transition to the Cougs because yeah. obviously you made a bet on them yesterday yep. and you won that, right? Yeah, that's right. That uh, did you save me? Did you just bet that uh, they were just going to win? Yeah, I just did the money line outright, which I think was plus. 250 or something like that. It was a pretty good money line. So, oh, so we were, oh, so we were supposed to win. No, we, we were, we were pretty big underdogs. I think, oh, damn. Uh, okay. I think the line was Cal uh, minus seven and a half. So I bet the money line for the Cougs to win. And then I also almost did like a Cougs cover and the over parlay, but I'm glad I didn't because 
the under is definitely that game came like started off so hot and then it totally cooled off kind of partway through. I feel like that's how most of our games have kind of just started. They start off good and then we kind of slow, we slow down and then the other team completely ramps it up and just kicks our ass. Yeah, (laughs) it is kind of, I think that's the most concerning thing about the Cougs right now is, I mean, you're totally right. It's that we can, we start these games well, but then, I don't know if it's the other teams like figuring us out at halftime or what it is, but we just totally, I don't know if we take our foot off the gas or what, but the Cougs cannot keep anything going. It's like you start hot and then you just totally cool off by usually like the second quarter. Oh yeah. And, and it's frustrating because it's just, and then we get Jaden Delora keeps getting hurt. Yeah. So we're having to throw in random quarterbacks and he doesn't throw, he just throws in random ones. He doesn't like have a legit backup. Yeah, if I have to see that Garantano talent guy ever again, I'm going to be so upset. He's I think who was playing? I think Cam and Cooper was playing yesterday. I think so, yeah. I think he got thrown in. What, last week they threw in Gabales or Gabales, whatever his name is. So it's just like, I don't know what the fuck Rollo's doing. But It's weird, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we won yesterday, so that's great. But, I mean, what I don't think, I don't know what's going to happen when we play like Stanford be Oregon yesterday. And I was like, yeah. Stanford's trash. Stanford sucks. We're going to be able to win that easily. But after the way that, after the way they played yesterday against Oregon, I'm just kind of like, Oh fuck. Oregon state is good. Obviously, right. Oregon Oregon's state just good. beat UW last night. Or yesterday. Like literally the only, the only game I think I'm not worried about is actually app cup. <laughs> Which is a scary <laughs> thought because that's always the yeah. one that we need to worry about. You're right though. I mean, like just looking at the calendar coming up, we've got, Oregon State at home next weekend. That is, let's see, they've got the early line out, and we're Oregon State is favored by three, so we're not even predicted to win that one. Um, only three, only three points. Yeah. Oh wow. But we're at home, so I think that's a big part of it. And then we okay. got Stanford, and then BYU, and then our end of season <sighs> slate is just brutal because we go Shit. Arizona State, Oregon, Arizona, UW. I forgot about BYU. Yeah, and BYU's ranked ten right now. They're five. Yeah, BYU is good. They. Yeah, I just saw somebody like. I think they quote tweeted, um, a tweet or something yesterday, and it was like, "How do you think BYU is going to be?" And they're like, and they quote tweeted saying, "Go look through the mentions." And so you go down to the comment. They're like three and nine. They're going to be shit. They're <laughs> fucking terrible. All these things, and then they come out and they're fucking good. And I was just like, okay, that's going to be a great game for us to like be on like a winning streak and then play them, but they're going to be the ones on a winning streak and they're going to come in and just completely kick our ass. And it's brutal. Cause they've beaten, like, it's not like they're just playing these shitty teams. They beat repeating pack 12 teams. They beat Arizona teams state. Beat they beat Utah and they beat Arizona. So they like, they beat a team that beat us and uh, two other teams that probably will beat us. So yeah, we're, it's, it's a rough schedule ahead. I'm, I am really glad we got this Cal win because we just, we needed a win so bad. Cause I could see if we didn't get this one, I think you kind of texted this to us. You basically said like, if we don't win today, I have no faith in the rest of the season. Like we would have downward spiraled if we lost yesterday. Oh yeah. I showed up uh, yesterday to the bar cause I came down to Aberdeen. And so <clears throat> I went to the bar, met up some friends, watched the game. They're like, where's your Coug gear? Where's all this? I'm like, dude, it's embarrassing right now to wear Coug gear. <laughs> it's like, I don't even like wearing. I'm wearing a fucking Tampa Bay brady jersey right now because i'm embarrassed to put on a patriots jersey because yeah who would you who's too whose jersey would you be rocking if it's pats you, you have cam newton right that's your newest one 
Yeah, you need a Mac Jones jersey. <laughs> that one's sitting in my closet still with the tag. You have a Mac Jones jersey? No, my uh, Cam Newton jersey. Oh, you got to return it if you got the tag on there. <laughs> Dude, I got it for Christmas last year. Damn. And so I, I didn't, and I didn't want to fucking return it because I had, I was doing what you do. So I was on Patriots Twitter. Like Patriots Twitter was going on fire. They're like talking about bringing back Cam Newton or cutting yeah. him. And they're like, oh, they brought him back. So I was like, oh, perfect. I got the jersey. And then they cut him. And I'm like, fuck. So all I got is all I got are Brady jerseys. Yeah, because I guess Christmas last year, you, you would have already known that they missed the playoffs. So you, you oh, yeah. the season was over. Yeah, that's brutal. I know. I'm just like, I kind of want to get, um, I want to get a Finns jersey, but I'm just like, I don't even know who I'd like. Is Tua really going to stick around? I've been seeing, um, speaking of speaking of Pat's Twitter, I've been seeing some Finns Twitter stuff today. And there's like a lot of people that think that the the Finns this week might kind of start asking around about Deshaun Watson and seeing what the price would be. Yeah, I keep seeing that, and I keep seeing the Eagles also be one of those teams. Yeah, and the Dolphins like is just like is apparently it. the owner really wants Deshaun Watson, but then like the coach and some of the staff like don't want to go near him. So yeah, it's weird. But then at the same time, it's kind of like well, for one, you got to appease the owner, and two, like the owner is basically asking the question, okay, if it's not Deshaun Watson, then like, what is our plan yeah. for the future? And that's an even harder question for them to answer. Yeah. I mean, I'm like what you said, like, I don't even know who I would get on the Patriots. Like, yeah, I could go get a Mac Jones Jersey and that kind of be safe. But at the same time, he could just be trash and they could just move on from him next year. Like, I know, like you wonder he's interesting. Cause it's like, Again, like they're a rookie, it's early in the season, but like he just hasn't shown a ton of promise. And you wonder how much patience that organization is going to have with him. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about not being like as great right now and right away is every other quarterback that got drafted in the first round of this year's draft is also not doing good. And That's they're true. also on bad teams. So it's like, it's it so like him sucking is isn't like that big of a deal because every other quarterback that got taken before him that I wanted is also trash. So I mean it, it's fine, but I'm again it's just I mean you expect the pay it's the Patriots. I mean whenever you think of the Patriots, you expect okay they're going to be good. They've been good for so long, and now we have a shitty last year, and then this year isn't looking as good either. So it, this year could be possibly worse. It could be, yeah. I mean. It's kind of trending that way. I mean, I don't like the, I guess the, the one upside that the pads do have is that with how bad that conference is starting to look like, at least their schedule should be a little lighter for them. Um, Cause you're going to get the jets and Miami. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they already did lose to Miami once, but yeah. I mean, Finzel. I guess the best case scenario for all Brady haters for today could be Mac Jones either lights them up or Mac Jones get hurt and let Brian Hoyer come in and completely <laughs> destroy the Bucks and be the same. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty juicy too. Okay. That's, that's what I'm rooting for now is Mac Jones to have to go out, Brian Hoyer to come in and Belichick lights up the Bucks with a backup. <laughs> that would be legendary for the Monday morning talk. That would just, yeah, that'd be Brady. You'd just be hearing Brady all week for like maybe the next two weeks. And it's just not good. I don't know how Max Kellerman will contain himself. Oh, yeah. Again, oh, imagine Skip trying to come up <laughs> with excuses for that. 
I'm sure he'd have a plenty for Brady. None for LeBron, though. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe speaking of Skip and his hate for LeBron, I think one of the last couple of things we wanted to cover on the pod this week is uh, this was the first the NBA preseason actually started today. Or I guess not preseason, but I don't really know if these are just like scrimmage games or what, but I saw yeah. the, the Lakers and the Nets played a couple hours ago. Um, the NBA has had some really, really interesting headlines over the last couple of days just because this vaccine thing is really bizarre for a couple of these players. I mean, I think specifically – Kyrie Irving and um, and Wiggins are kind of the two players that seem like they're front and center with the anti-vax crowd. They're saying they're not going to get vaccinated. Um, and they happen to play in two cities where they would not be able to play a home game, which is bizarre. Yeah, it's it's insane. But at the same time, it's I'm like not really surprised. I'm not either. I, I'm just kind of surprised that they've taken this long to be like, oh, yeah, if you don't do this, then you can't play because they've been talking about this for a while now. Like, well, I think it's also it's the city. It's I, I think it's not oh, necessarily okay. the NBA is telling them you can't play. It's um, like the, the city basically is, is saying you can't um, you can't be in the NBA arenas because we require our fans to be vaccinated and show proof of vaccination to enter. So like Kyrie and Wiggins would be able to play away games as long as those away games aren't in um, the Bay area or, or Brooklyn. So like in a weird scenario where the Warriors, the Nets were in the finals, um, Kyrie and Wiggins wouldn't be able to play an entire, like any of the series. Yeah. Which is insane. Cause I would want, like, I'd be curious if they would even get the vaccine, if that were the case, like you, well, you I, make, you yeah. make it to the finals, you're not vaccinated all season and you, basically have to be vaccinated to play in the finals when you're at home. Like I'd, cu- I'd be curious if he legit sat out or what, because yeah. now they're br- like, everybody's just bringing up like for, at least for Kyrie, it's like trade them, get right. rid of them. Like you don't need someone that on the team. That's just going to cause not so much cause problems, but he's just bringing on unnecessary drama that that yeah. team even needs. Well, that's why I think you heard a lot of the Kyrie for Ben Simmons rumors over the last couple of weeks. Um, just because like that's a trade that works really well for both teams. Um, the Nets get some much needed defense and, you know, probably, uh, you know, a, a more quiet fit that would, that could end up panning out and working really well. And then the Sixers get, you know, another scoring punch that they really need. Um, there's also been, you know, rumors that Kyrie has told people that if the Nets trade him, he's just going to retire. <laughs> so I think, the Nets are kind of in a shitty spot. I think that's what's interesting about the vaccine is you're seeing a lot of like the player empowerment kind of come to maybe the peak that it could be because I think for Kyrie Irving, there's probably a piece of him that thinks that he's still going to be able to play, that they're not actually going to, like they're kind of going to threaten him that he won't be able to play. But I think he probably feels like he can ride this thing out and you know maybe the vaccine mandate standards are lifted by you know, January and he only ends up missing like 15 games or something like that. Yeah. I'm like curious on what that team is like even thinking right now. Like if you're Kevin Durant or you're James Harden, I mean, I guess if you don't have Kyrie, you still have those two that are basically top five players in the NBA. So you're like, you're fine. Right. But at the same time, obviously you have a better chance with Kyrie on the team because he's one of the best point guards in the league. But I'd be curious if they would even want him to even be playing. Like, I mean, if he's going to miss all these games in Brooklyn, right. 
what's the point of even playing these other games? You might as well just kind of see how that goes. And if you're playing solid, then don't even play him. The Nets are unique in that they, they like you said, like they're good enough with just Durant and Harden, where I think they probably, just those two guys, they're probably still the best team in the East, um, even without Kyrie. And whoever, like, if it's just well, they got, don't they have Patty Mills too? That's yeah. that'd be a solid starter right there if you have him at the point. Right. I mean, you got Patty Mills. You've got Joe Harris still. You got like the best three point shooter in the league. Yeah. Um, Basically, and, Harden's a point guard too. So yeah. So you don't really need yeah. him. Um, but I think it's interesting to see like how like you're right. I mean, how does the team's chemistry get affected when? Kyrie is coming in like every other game and playing and you never really get a solid rotation. We kind of saw that issue with them last year was that they never really played together the entire season. And then um, at the end there, Harden got hurt and then Kyrie goes down. But I think it's kind of crazy to think how much power Kyrie is holding in this situation, because I don't think the NBA wants to touch this either. Oh no, not at all. They, I don't, that's why I feel like all these players are saying these things. Cause again, <clears throat> the NBA gives these players a platform to speak and they basically can say whatever they want. That's why, that's why I love the NBA because yeah. we don't have, they don't get fined for speaking their mind or whatever, but I mean, they don't say like outlandish things all the time, but obviously the whole vaccine situation is a huge topic and everybody has their opinions on it and stuff, but I don't know. It's just crazy. Cause every time one player says something, I feel like it's giving confidence to another one to speak up to. And that's yeah. kind of what we're just seeing. We're seeing a domino effect to where all these players that have issues with it are starting to say things. Well, yeah. And I think like they're all, I mean, it seems like most of the players are basically just being like, yeah, it's a personal choice. Like I made my choice to get the vaccine because of the, all these reasons. And um, uh, you haven't really heard. I think the thing is too, like it puts the players in a bad spot too, because like if you're a teammate of, you know, Wiggins, like, I don't think, I mean, Draymond kind of didn't defend him, but Draymond was basically like, yeah, it's like your own choice. Like, I think these players, like, they don't want to go shit on their own teammate for being hesitant to get the vaccine. So um, it's it's kind of a weird spot players are in. And that I think that's why you're not really getting any strong opinions from any of them is they're basically just being like, can you just ask us about basketball? Like, we are tired of talking about this. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of glad the season's about to start too, so that yeah, this shit can kind of just go away. I mean, it's gotta be talked about during the season too, but I don't know. I'm just curious on how teams are going to handle this. And I wonder things. if it will, like, I mean, we had all the COVID stuff, um, all the talks about like the vaccine and COVID and everything before the NFL season, right? Like the story with Cole Beasley was such a massive issue. Right, yeah. Um, but we, I, I mean, maybe I've been out of the loop a little bit, but like, I don't think we've heard really anything COVID related with the NFL since the season started. I mean, you haven't heard of outbreaks on any teams. Um, you haven't heard of any like issues with fans, like being upset about getting tested, things like that. Um, and you just haven't had any like follow-up vaccine questions since the season started. It's kind of, it's almost surprising that we haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. And that's why, why I'm kind of hoping the same thing happens kind of with the NBA. Cause like you yeah. said, Cole Beasley was making a big deal about it uh, before the season started. Deandre Hopkins was tweeting out things and deleting them. Like, yeah, there was a lot, a lot of players were saying stuff before the season started, but now it's kind of like, it's all kind of quieted down and no one's bitching. People are playing whatever. So hopefully that happens in the NBA too. But obviously these players have made it like 
have basically been in telling people that they're not going to get vaccinated. So, yeah. And I guess that's like, the Wiggins one difference. Just fine too for it. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, I think um, it sounds like that the players are going to, or they're not getting fined, but they just won't get paid for the games oh, that they yeah. can't play. Um, which, which I mean, like that's half your paycheck for, for, yeah. you know, Andrew Wiggins and for Kyrie Irving. Um, it's interesting. I think, I think that's kind of the key difference between the NBA and the NFL and what could keep this story alive during the season is um, in the NFL. Like, as far as we know, I don't think any player has missed a game because they refuse to get the vaccine. Cause like the NFL, all those stadiums are outdoors. So you can, you can attend those events in those cities um, and not have to, you know, show proof of vaccination. Whereas like the NBA is indoors. Um, so I think it could be, I I'm with you too. I hope that it doesn't really stick with the story through the entire season, but like, man, if like, if Kyrie Irving can't play a season opener because you know, he's not like, or like, or, I mean, you think of like the big matchups that you're going to want to see all season. Like if Kyrie can't play when the Lakers come in town because he's refusing to get vaccinated, then like that kind of makes those games not as intriguing. Like if they're exactly missing, they're good players. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I have a feeling they might end up getting vaccinated, might give in. I don't know, but I mean, it sounds like it's only a few players, but the thing that's crazy, yeah. it's like, it's not just like some scrub players that are just like, I ain't getting vaccinated. It's like top players in the league. Yeah. These are big are name guys. Up. Like Cole Beasley, who the fuck cares? He's yeah. just some, some white wide receiver, some little short idiot. And it's just like, yeah, it's just <laughs> let him, let him run his mouth, let him let do, his do whatever he wants. But now in the NBA, it's like top players in the league. So it's just, it's more interesting with what's going on in the NBA than what was really going on with NFL. Yeah, I mean, you've got, like you said, you got Kyrie, like Andrew Wiggins is a decently big name player. I don't think like, it's funny because he was basically, I, I feel like one of the, when like a bunch of the reporters were asking him questions about it, he was like, since when do you guys give a shit about like my, you know, health concerns, all these things? He was like, you guys never cared about this before. Um, <laughs> it's funny too, that Michael Porter gets his extension yeah. for 207 million. And then the next thing, like the next day or the next few hours, he's talking about not getting vaccinated. Yeah. Like there's another guy. I mean, he, I think like, uh, wasn't it like Bradley Beal was basically like defending those guys for not wanting yeah. to get vaccinated or something. I don't know if he was one that didn't or if he did, but um, that was a weird one too. I'm sure Crescenti was pleased to see that LeBron finally spoke out about how good it is to get the vaccine and, <laughs> why he was hesitant. I'm sure that'll make Chris Henry be a LeBron fan now, but probably not. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, <laughs> but dude, yeah. And oh my God, this is embarrassing, but I want to make a public announcement and say, Uh-oh. I apologize for all the things I've either retweeted or used against you guys with Skip Bayless. He fucking sucks. <laughs> I since Westbrook got to LA, this man has been shitting on him so much. It's been fucking pissing me off. I like you said, you're like Skip Bayless is the best at making something out of absolutely nothing. Turn it a little quote into a story when it like literally a meaningless quote. Like the fucking um the Anthony Davis thing, like Russell Westbrook saying, I'm gonna push him. I'm going to make him be the best player that he is. And Skip Bayless is like, oh, what a bad teammate saying that he doesn't give it 100% every day, all these things. I'm just like, dude, you scumbag. Like, <laughs> it was funny when he was doing it to LeBron, but now I yeah. kind of get it. And I'm just like, God, this guy's just an idiot. 
it's going to be so bad this season because yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of like, I don't know if he was ever like a huge Westbrook hater, but now that Westbrook is on the team with LeBron, like Skip's going to be on cloud nine. Like he's going to, it's going to be every single day. Like every, I think I saw in that pregame or that preseason game that happened a couple hours ago, like Dwight Howard fouled out with like 12 (laughs) minutes of play. And I guess like LeBron and Russ were like giggling on the sidelines, laughing about it. And I'll be very curious to see what Skip Bayless's comments are about that. Cause I'm sure it's going to be something about like, why is Westbrook laughing at his own teammate? Like what a horrible. Yeah. He is. And it's just, and it's completely flipped because usually you get the Westbrook hate all the time, but now that he's in LA, it, it's a guess it's a perfect fit with LeBron he's he's praised for what he's done the last few years but <laughs> skip bayless is the one that's just like nope it's not going to change my mind he's trash he's a terrible person like him and Crescenti are the only ones they really are i i think you know to kind of end the nba thing too like i'm excited for the season to start i think that this lakers team is probably one of the most like fascinating nba teams that i can remember in the last probably five or so years like oh yeah there just is such a high ceiling and low floor for how it could turn out um that i it's, it's going to be so fun to watch like they're going to be like i think on the court it's going to be exciting off the court is also going to be so many little things that'll be entertaining like i i can't wait to just follow this team all season because it's going to be crazy like the the players they have on there and just how old they are and kind of how differently they're going to be doing things compared to the rest of the league, I think is going to be very intriguing to watch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. It's, I mean, this is probably the most excited I've been to at least, I guess, watch a team, which is the Lakers just because Westbrook's on it since, uh, since that one, since the season Westbrook ended up teaming up with, they got the Paul George in the trade from Indy yeah, and it ended up getting Carmelo Anthony. Like when that happened, I was super pumped for that season. Obviously it didn't go as right. great as I thought it was going to, but no, this Lakers team, like, even though they lost like everybody other than LeBron and AD and free agency, I mean, all the pickups that they've gotten, I've been solid. And I mean, fuck, THT just had a massive dunk today in the preseason game. Yeah. So he's going to be good. Malik Monk is, he's young. He's going to be good too. So I don't know. Obviously, you have LeBron, you have AD. So you have, again, two top five players and then you have Westbrook who just gets completely shit on who's actually a lot better than people actually think he is. So, well, I think if they, if it works for this team, um, then they can be competitive with Brooklyn. Like I think they're the only team in the NBA that really has hope to like make the season be competitive in that sense, as far as like who the champion could be. Um, Like I think if the Lakers team doesn't work out, then I, I don't see anyone beating the nets. Uh, I, I guess assuming that Kyrie Irving is on that team and can play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think like that's that's kind of why you hope that maybe it does work for them because I think it could be really fun if you actually had two teams that have a solid chance at winning the title. Um, I feel like the Lakers are probably the only team out west that really could push the Nets if things go their way. That's like the only team in the West that you kind of want to see make the finals, even though you hate the Lakers. It's like that's the best matchup, I think, to go up against the Nets or the Bucks if they're amazing again, like last year. Yeah. Cause like the I Bucks, mean, I would if the Bucks somehow got through again, I I would think other teams in the West could be competitive. But 
Like if the Nets are healthy, like I don't see it's hard. It's gonna be hard anyone in the West not getting absolutely smoked by them. Like we'll see. I don't know. We got what three weeks and then the season starts. We got a couple weeks. Well, you guys can be uh you listeners out there can be looking forward to our preseason power rankings coming up here in a few weeks. Um, this is the best time of year. I love when the NFL is in full force, NBA season's about to tip off. This is like heaven for sports fans. Oh yeah, it's it's perfect and it's hell for Crescenti. <laughs> That's true. And when LeBron's <laughs> back in the spotlight, it's hell for Crescenti. Because just think we're we're gonna be watching we're gonna be watching football, NFL, college football, um, and then basketball starts. And at least for us, like I mean, I think we're bigger basketball fans than we are anything else. Yeah, and definitely. it's gonna be during base MLB playoffs, and Crescenti's just gonna be livid because we could care less about baseball and we're gonna be talking about the regular season for NBA. Oh yeah. MLB playoffs. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this week's pod after we took a couple weeks off. Uh, we will be back next week, back in your ears, uh, giving you more NFL updates, maybe some NBA updates, and we'll kind of keep the sports thing rolling. Padilla, any words for the listeners out there? Um, we will actually be in Arizona next weekend so you guys will probably hear some crazy stories of zach and i just being blacked out at our fraternity brother's wedding yeah and i have a fraternity brother getting married um it should be a great time a couple nights out in scottsdale so we'll probably be sounding pretty rough on the pod we record on sunday but maybe we'll try and get some clips from some of our some of our listeners out there while we're at the wedding i think a lot of them will be there so we'll see all right talk to y'all next week later